Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh my God. Can't wait till this season start to watch these quarterbacks. Josh Allen playing God level football right now. Snap. Going to keep it himself. Runs left side. Has room. Touchdown Buffalo. Josh Allen. Let's go! Matthew Stafford is a great player. Stafford throws the fade. Back shoulder. Cooper Cup got it! Matthew Stafford's done it again. You have to call him a Hall of Famer now. The main goal is to win the Super Bowl. The Los Angeles Rams are world champions. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL season kicks off tomorrow, just one day away from Bills and Rams, and we can't wait. We'll get you ready for that and so much more today as we welcome you to NFL Live. Marcus Spears, Dan Orlovsky here. We got Keyshawn Johnson and Adam Schefter with us for the hour. Later, we're going to predict which teams will advance to the postseason out of the AFC, and all these guys disagree on who wins the AFC West, so you don't want to miss that. New on NFL Live, this just in. Let's go right to Adam. Him with an update on Lamar Jackson's timeline for negotiation with the Ravens. What's going on? Well, there were moments ago, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens quarterback, met with reporters, and he told them that he considers Friday, two days from now, to be the deadline for him and the Baltimore Ravens to come to an agreement on a long-term extension. Either the two sides work out a deal by Friday, or Lamar essentially is planning to halt negotiations and play out the last year of his contract, which would bring into play the franchise tag that could be put on him each of the next three years. So basically, the Ravens and Lamar are continuing to talk. Really, it's hard to say what's going to happen here because Lamar holds the keys to the kingdom here, and he makes the final call, and he's not sharing that with very many people right now, but he does consider Friday to be the deadline for a deal, and that decision on whether or not he takes one will have enormous ramifications on Baltimore's season and future years as well. Yeah, listen, Adam, Lamar has taken control of this entire situation, representing himself. So once again, he puts out his own timeline publicly. Key, listen, there's a world where Lamar gets this done with the Ravens, right? But in the world that he doesn't, and he ends up playing without this deal done, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, if he plays without the deal done, Laura, he better have a Lloyds of London policy for at least the amount of money that was offered to him on the table. And I think he's smart enough and his representatives are smart enough to, or, or his lawyers are smart enough to advise him on that. He can't go out there naked without some sort of insurance to cover himself. But look, I wouldn't bet on this, and I don't think either either these three guys up there with you, Adam Shefty along with Dan and Swagoo, would go and try and bet on a final season to boost that number up. And I've been saying it all along. You're not going to get $270 million. It's just not going to happen. If you're trying to surpass or come equal to Deshaun Watson, chances are it's probably not going to happen because the NFL and owners, they don't want to set that precedent. They're pushing back, as you can see, with the last two latest deals with Kyler Murray along with what Russell Wilson signed for. Uh, number one, quarterbacks do not suffer career-ending injuries. They just don't like other positions do. Dak Prescott broke the bank after his, his ankle. Aaron Rodgers signed for a $130 million extension when he missed nine games with the shoulder. Drew Brees got a bunch of money from the Saints. So no concern about that. I, I do not believe this has any impact on their season, whether he gets the deal done or not. I do not believe that they'll get the deal done. Um, I've already picked Lamar to be the MVP of the league. I, I believe this is set up perfectly for him. And I believe that the Baltimore Ravens are going to the Super Bowl as the AFC representative. So if all that happens, then the number is going to be exactly what he wants it to be. Yeah, I, listen, man, I, I, I understand it. I just, if you got $200 million sitting on the table guaranteed, that would be hard for me to pass up. And I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's Lamar being stubborn about this Deshaun contract or if the Baltimore Ravens are not at a number where we think it's fair and should be. All I know is 
Kyler got $189 million guaranteed. There should not be a conversation between Baltimore and Lamar Jackson where it doesn't start at $200 right. guaranteed. Because so, of the Kyler deal. Because of Kyler deal, not the Deshaun deal, because yeah. of Kyler deal. And, and, and just quickly, we're moving to something else in a second, but I just want to get Adam back in here for a second because, Adam, you did tell us at one point that the guaranteed money was somewhere in yeah. between where Kyler's was and where Deshaun's is. Well, it has to be, right? It's just common sense. But the Deshaun Watson deal has thrown a monkey wrench into talks with Lamar Jackson because obviously he's going to want to have a fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson got from the Cleveland Browns. And it's also, I think, a table setter for the quarterback deals that will come in the future with Mm. Joe Burrow in Cincinnati and Justin Herbert in Los Angeles. They're waiting to see whether Lamar Jackson gets the full guarantee or whether he doesn't get the full guarantee. And all quarterback deals are going to be measured like this right now. And it's the reason, one of the reasons, that so many owners were so upset with the Cleveland Browns that they gave Deshaun Watson a full guaranteed deal. Now, again, we don't know what the actual numbers are here. But it's fair to say that if Kyler got what he did, that Baltimore's got to be right in that range, just north of it, but obviously less than what the Cleveland Browns gave Deshaun Watson, which was $230 million fully guaranteed. Again, as Adam told us at the top of the show, Lamar Jackson telling reporters that the deadline to get the deal done before the start of the season is Friday of this week, two days away from that. But tomorrow, the season starts. So let's get to Bill's Rams tomorrow night. Buffalo is a two and a half point favorite of this game, despite being on the road at SoFi Stadium and playing the reigning champs. Sean McVay has continued to give a ton of love to this team and everything that they have ahead of them, their goals, uh, in saying that, listen, they are not going to be able to guarantee anything except the banner that the Super Bowl won them, which, by the way, they will be unveiling that pregame. It's, it's not about any guarantees from what happened last year. So, Dan, when you think about this game, what is the key to the Rams offense having success tomorrow night against Buffalo's defense? Yeah, winning on the perimeter. This is a Buffalo defense that was the number one defense in the league, when, certainly when it comes to the pass game. And they're not going to have their lockdown corner, Tredavious White, playing in this game. So we're looking at a secondary that is weak on the perimeter or weaker than they will be. They got the best safety duo in the league with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. So really good interior, but the perimeter is going to be a big question mark. And the Rams have added a guy named Allen Robinson. So this is the best passing attack in the league last year, certainly one of them, and led by Cooper Cup. And they add a big body receiver. And so the question for me, Marcus, is like, how do the Buffalo Bills – with a weakened perimeter secondary when it comes to their coverage unit, are they going to put Kyir Elam, their first-round draft pick out of Florida, on them? Dane Jackson, they're on Johnson, they're nickel. Who's going to play on the outside versus this vaunted passing attack? Go ahead, Key. Look at it, and you know this as a quarterback, Dan, is they're going to have to mix up coverages, try and play a little bit of a chest at times with Matthew Stafford in that passing game and Sean McVay. You mentioned Allen Robinson. Yeah, Allen Robinson is coming over from Chicago a very down year for a guy that had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, only finished with about 400 yards, about 30-something catches, but that wasn't on him. He is a very good football player. That's why the Rams decided to move on from Robert Woods and not sign back OBJ due to the ACL and go and get a guy that can give him some of the same things. They've got to get him going early and often. Not wait to the middle of the year. Try to lift the coverage from Cooper Cup so Cooper Cup can be involved toward the middle of the year. Don't worry about getting Cooper Cup off right now. Don't worry about that. Try and figure out if Allen Robinson fits into your passing attack in the regular season and not just in training camp. Marcus, what about the Bills defense? On the other side of this, we talk matchups in this game. How can they slow this Rams offense that just won the Super Bowl? First of all, off camera, this mic and this I IMB in my ear has been whooping me. I wish we would have put him on camera listen, because he I, took his jacket you know, off. It was the whole thing. Yeah. We humanize on this show. Listen, all of, all of the points you guys are talking about, it boils down to pass rush for me. This is why – you go out and get Von Miller. This is why you have to generate a four-man rush when you're compromised on the outside. We all talk. We always talk about defenses playing hand-to-hand and understanding that the front impacts the back and the middle. This is where the Buffalo Bills have to try to take advantage 
of what the Los Angeles Rams are. Remember, they, Andrew Whitworth is gone. They starting a new left tackle. You find, you try to find these matchups that you can create with players like Von Miller. Does that mean they slide and Greg Russo will get one-on-ones consistently in this game? Do you run games with Von Miller and Ed Oliver, two athletic guys that you can try to create and simulate pressure sure. by mixing up the offensive line and running stunts off of each other? I think that's going to be the answer for Leslie Frazier because what, what we know about what the Los Angeles Rams were even last year, you do not want to get blitz happy against Matthew Stafford so and these wide receivers. Four-man rush more than the four-man rush has has to be like paramount. And listen, I talked about this. We talked about going get Von Miller to close games. Mm-hmm. Well, week one, here you go. Yeah. This is a Super Bowl <laughs> contender. This yeah. is one of those right. situations that you may find yourself in when the season comes along at the end of the year. Guys, the Bills haven't beaten someone other than the Jets in a season opener since back in 2015 when they handled the Colts. Kind of random, I know. All right, let's get to the latest news. (laughs) I know. Well, any opportunity to do that. Let's get to the latest news across the NFL with Adam. What do we need to know, starting with Dawson Knox? Well, right before the Buffalo Bills opened the season on Thursday night, they got a contract extension done today with their tight end, Dawson Knox, four years, over $53 million. That tells the Buffalo has big hopes for Dawson Knox. It ties him to Buffalo through the 2026 season. He was scheduled to become a free agent after the season, but not anymore now that this extension with Dawson Knox is done. Buffalo rewards awesome. its tight end. Meanwhile, the Chargers paid J.C. Jackson during the offseason, and they're not optimistic that they will have him available for Sunday's regular season opener against the Raiders. They're saying it's a game-time decision, but he had ankle surgery. He just had the stitches taken out of his foot this week, and so it's going to be ambitious and challenging for J.C. Jackson to be able to be out there against the Las Vegas Raiders, unlikely to happen. And earlier today, the Jets head coach Robert Sala said that Joe Flacco will start Sunday against his former Baltimore Ravens team and that Zach Wilson will miss at least the first three weeks of the season when the Jets are playing AFC North teams. They open Sunday against the Ravens. They play the Browns. They play the Bengals. And it looks like Joe Flacco will have to take on each of those teams while Zach Wilson continues to recover from the knee surgery that he had last month. Adam, you could say Joe Flacco is set to make a little bit of history on Sunday. He's set to become the second player in NFL history to start a season opener against a team they won a Super Bowl (laughs) with as a starter. Russell Wilson should join the mix against the Seahawks on Monday Night Football right here on ESPN. The only other guy to do it, you finally see it right here. How about Peyton Manning with the Broncos in 2014? Here's Robert Sala with more earlier today. It's going to be 110 percent, and that goes uh, mentally and physically. And uh, and when he's ready to go, we'll that's that's when we're going to put him on the field. It's it's not worth the risk uh, in terms of getting him out there and just making sure that there's the there's the knee element, there's the mind element, there's the practice element. There's just a whole lot of things other than the knee. Uh, he hasn't had a setback. He looks fantastic. He still looks good. He feels good. And you guys are going to get a chance to talk to him. You guys will see him. He's not walking with a limp or anything. Um, but just gathering all the information and, and talking to their doctors along with ours, um, we're just going to end it until Pittsburgh. Yeah, no reason to rush this, right, Dan? And we spent time around the Jets at their preseason game on Monday Night Football. And one of the things that I thought was interesting that Joe Flacco said is it makes a big difference when you know you're the guy. Yeah. And for him, in a lot of his career, he has known he's the guy. This is a different situation. But what were your takeaways as it relates to Wilson and Flacco? The, that the whole organization is, like, cautiously or, or confidently optimistic about Joe, you know, yeah. be, with the performance that he's had. You know, number one, he played in this offense in 2014. I know it's a long time ago. It was under Gary Kubiak, but he set career high with 27 touchdowns. So he really loves this offense. And he even said it himself. When this offense is going at its best, everything runs off of each other. And I really believe the talent that they have, this is a very young and talented offense that it's got the chance to play well underneath him. The main thing that was an overwhelming kind of talking point was how simplified he plays in this offense. And they were hoping Zach Wilson was actually going to learn that from Joe. So if he continues to take that mindset, simplify it under this offense, allow the talent to work around him, he loves it when, when this offense is all married together. I honestly don't believe that there's going to be this massive drop-off to what Zach Wilson might have given them this early in the season. I, I got a lot of respect for Joe Flacco. Won a Super Bowl. We all know he's a 
they start with the Ravens, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Steelers. Yeah, the first may, four, the first they, whole eight games are yeah, brutal. They, brutal. They may be they may be zero and four. Nah, I'll, uh, I'll bet you a hundred dollars tonight. I said maybe. No, okay. no way. I, who you got them beating? The Steelers. Uh, they probably? could beat Pittsburgh and they could beat Cleveland. They could beat no. Cleveland. Okay, I, that's fair. So two and two. Yeah. And and you, if you get to two and two when Zach Wilson huge comes win. back, huge win. No doubt. All right for for this for this team. But to sit and have a like for Joe Flacco, you you lean into you lean into experience mm-hmm. with a young team with a lot of young guys being implemented into the league. Garrett Wilson. He's seen Corey everything, Davis. man. He's seen, seen every coverage, exactly. every, every blitz, everything. It's just. When you get to this point, right, where you're starting the season off, all of the momentum that they built in the offseason with good drafts. Joe Douglas has been doing a phenomenal job yes. getting players. Obviously, Makai Becton gets the setback, and Dwayne Brown comes in to play left tackle. Mm-hmm. Don't know what that's going to look like, but Dwayne Brown has played really good football. I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm not going to be as – I'm going to be pessimistic. I, I don't know if Joe Flacco is going to be a guy to to give you a two and two record after this the season. The only start. the only reason I I am optimistic or one of them because Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Okay. Those two players are so talented they are going to burst onto the scene. Come on, former Jack Keyshawn. I, I I don't know if I have anything to really add to the Joe Flacco conversation. <laughs> I just I I understand what Dan is saying. I get it. But let's be honest, man. Joe Flacco, them Baltimore years, that year he had in Baltimore is long gone. The guy's 0-5 as a starter with the Jets. When was the last time as a starter he won a game? I mean, like, I understand there's circumstances and situations. I get it. But I'm not looking. If they can go 1-3, that's a win. If they go 2-2, two two, okay, it's even a bigger win. But to think that all of a sudden you're getting ready to roll this dude in underneath the center, and all of a sudden he's getting ready to have a magical career again. I just don't really see that. I understand Garrett Wilson is a young stud that could potentially be a guy in this league long term, but we're asking Joe Flacco to do an awful lot with a young team, man. This isn't veteran players we're talking about. Hey, the only thing I would say, guys, because we got to go, is I would just say, what if they like somehow go four and zero, and then Zach Wilson's ready to come back, and then what if do they, you if do? They, if they if they go four and zero, I'm gonna drop a thousand dollars off. In okay, front good. Of y'all. I'm gonna room for that during hey, the show. Coming up on NFL on, Live, Joe! the Week One hype might be all about the quarterbacks. So Dan and Swagoo highlight their favorite matchups in the trenches. Spoiler alert: you're not gonna, you're gonna see one on Sunday night. And speaking of Sunday night, it's Tom Brady and the Bucks on primetime versus Dallas. But don't tell Demarcus Lawrence he's the underdog. Let the dogs eat. We'll see. So, I mean, that really don't matter to me. NFL Live is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and in part by Popeyes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. People were telling me, hey man, your name's a verb now. You got balls. Mossing became that verb of, of getting up and getting that ball. Pee wee football. Ultimate Bransby. My son Bowen made it on You Got Moss. I'm probably going to be on You Got Moss this weekend. Randy always wears Jordans. It is not for fashion, it is for movement. He is basically running around the studio. Most of the time, I need, you know, wiped down with a towel. He's into it big time. Hey, was that a, was that a Moss sighting? Y'all can help me say it. You got Moss. 
So glad to have you here on NFL Live. And yesterday, Marcus put the Saints in the NFC Championship game. Dan said, welcome to the Saints bandwagon. We know talk he loves New Orleans, so let's talk Saints. You see Jameis and Michael Thomas in camp ready to go with an offense that looks like it'll be electric. And one thing's for sure, when it comes to Michael Thomas and the Saints, it doesn't matter who has been under center. When Thomas is on the field, good things happen. And this is since 2016, Thomas's rookie year. You see dips in touchdown to interception ratio, QBR, and completion percentage when he's off the field. Nearly two out of every three pass touchdowns in that span have been with him on the field. He's just money, right? So, Adam, what is the latest on the injury status of Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas? Let's start there first. Well, Laura, the Saints have been outlining a plan for Jameis Winston all summer to have him back out there, despite the fact that he did suffer the major knee injury last season. And he is on track to start Sunday's opening game for New Orleans at quarterback. As for Michael Thomas, he was limited in practice today due to that hamstring injury. Now, Dennis Allen, the Saints head coach, said that Michael Thomas did look good, and it certainly sounds like he's tracking to play, but they want to be careful monitoring that hamstring. They know they'll have Winston out there. They're waiting to see that they have Thomas out there, but the signs so far right now are encouraging for Michael Thomas. Yeah, Key, uh, we've done all this for you, okay, so let's let you in here. <laughs> How good can the Saints offense be if both those guys are able to get back to their usual selves? I think they could be good. I think they're a top four offense, a top four offense in the National Football League, especially at the skilled position. When you look at what they have, Adam mentioned my nephew and Michael Thomas, but they also got Chris Olave, a speed burner who can lift the coverage. They got Jarvis Landry coming over in Cleveland, an underneath third down type guy. They got Alvin Kamara. You could detach him from the line of scrimmage or hand him the ball in the backfield. They got the tight end, and they got a defense that can get the football back for them and create short fields for them. So I'm not worried about about the New Orleans Saints at all. I think if they stay healthy, we're going to see them in the NFC Championship game and maybe even the Super Bowl. Man, our show loves the Saints. Mina Kimes even picked Chris Olave as her Offensive Rookie of the Year. And guys, this is important to remember. When Jameis Winston went down with an injury week eight, remember, he was actually leading the NFL in touchdowns per pass attempt. He didn't play the rest huh? of the season, but I think really? we forget how good he was at that point. Uh, all right, thanks, boys. We're back to you in a little bit. Let's get to O-line versus D-line. It's back. Tell us, Dan and Marcus, about the best offensive line and defensive line matchups to watch week First one. First of the year. I want to know why I'm more excited about this because it's because you lost weight, you're yeah, trying to get skinny I'm, for the I'm, ladies. I'm, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not really them anymore. I'm, I'm Timothy Johnson the third now. I am him. Timothy nah, Johnson. <laughs> All right, we're gonna start at number five. I'm done with you. All right, we're gonna go to Mina's favorite player last year. Yes, uh, we'll see where he, Trey Hendrickson against Pittsburgh and Dan Moore Jr. at left tackle. Ooh, Buggy gave me a stat. Dan Moore ranked stat. last, last among pass rushers. Block rate. Last. Last, bro. So he was. At, like, now, now he's a part of a he's a part no. of an offensive line that we know right. hasn't been very good okay. and didn't and being also standing a, a okay. statue back there. So okay. you get a little movement with Mitchell Trubisky and all of that. Right. But this motor ain't stopping, and this technique and ability to bend and strength Bet. and pass rush, it it, it it could get ugly. We're gonna go number four. We're putting a rookie up there, Evan Neal yeah. from Alabama versus. Autry from Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. I love the Nico Autry. You know, I talked about yeah, him last, last year, year ton. along with Jeffrey Simmons. But Evan Neal is an athletic, physical tackle, physical guard. He played both at the University of Alabama. They're very excited to have him in New York. Guess how many sacks he gave up at Alabama? The same amount of offers you had coming out of high school. Zero. One. Oh, wee. Number three. That's why I went to UConn. Number three, we're uh -huh. going to go Nick Bosa, who had 15 and a half sacks last year, Buddy. versus a rookie. Fifth-round pick Braxton Jones from yeah. Southern Utah for the yeah, Chicago it, Bears. Very difficult. He's never seen anything like Nick Bosa. Right. right? And, and, and then you also get into D'Amico Ryans and how he uses Nick Bosa in this defense with movement, right. lining him up over your shoulder, putting him outside in a wide nine yeah. to create that space. You got your work cut out for you. Look at the big fella working college, though, getting out on the reach. Listen, the Chicago Bears are very high on Braxton Jones. Yeah. They believe he's the ideal left tackle. Young player unproven, but the great he's thing about The great thing about offensive linemen, man, you can find them late and they turn yeah. into what you need them to be. Big athlete. Okay, we're going to go to Shaq Barrett at number two versus your boy, Tyler Smith, yeah. who replaces the injured Hall of Famer, 
Tyron Smith. One of the critical matchups, and you're going to learn a lot about both of these teams in this first game, right? Offensive line issues on both sides, but Tyler Smith bumping out to, to uh, left tackle. He had, a, right. he had a bunch of holding issues at Tulsa last year coming out. Would you attack issues. that? Would you attack oh, that? Absolutely. Right? I, will try to, I will try to get Shaq Barrett man-to-man every situation I can. Like, you may get slide and protection, but it's hard to do that when you're trying to run your offense the way Kellen Moore likes to run his offense. This would be a great matchup, man. I hope to see Tyler Smith has some success. <laughs> um, all right, one of the biggest free agent signings of this offseason. Khalil Mack comes over and then Colton Miller for the Las Vegas Raiders. Colton Miller is a phenomenal player, by the way. He's turning into what they thought he would be after they drafted him. But I want everybody to remember this because I've heard a lot of blasphemous statements about Khalil Mack. Okay. He's not the same guy. He doesn't do this. I he didn't say do any that. of that, Khalil. Uh, yeah, yeah. When you play, <laughs> when you put, when he was in Chicago, bro, yeah. and you be, you are the only one up there. It right. gets difficult, especially right. when you're outside. Khalil Mack had had the third most pressures in the league behind Aaron Donald and Cam Jordan. Last Think year? about that. Or in his time in Chicago. In his time in Chicago. Think about that for yeah. a second, right? Yeah. Now you put him across from Joey Bosa, yeah. where you won't be able to slide protect, where you won't have a chance to put backs chipping if you got to get guys out in space. I'm looking forward to seeing this matchup, though, because we've talked so much about the AFC West. These front, these defensive lines and defensive ends are going to determine a yeah, lot of I don't know if we could do that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's Right, we got a firm belly oh, over hey, here. Marcus, one and a half Marcus didn't you say one and a half, but maybe it's two today. I got one I and mean, a half. Two is coming. <laughs> He's got two, two halves, y'all. Watch out. Yeah. Okay, coming up next on NFL Live, Bucks and the boys running it back for the season opener. This time, Marcus promises to help out his old squad on D. Well, he doesn't get to hit anybody, but wait till you hear what he has to say. That's next on anyway. NFL Live. We'll be right back. <laughs> You're watching NFL Live, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The 53rd season of Monday Night Football kicks off next week, just a few days away with Russell Wilson returning to Seattle, leading the Broncos against the Seahawks. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman make their Monday Night Football debut with Lisa Salters on the field. It's 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus. Peyton and Eli are also back on ESPN2, and our coverage begins with Monday Night Countdown at 6 Eastern. We'll see you that day, too, on NFL Live. Hey, this new on NFL Live, information about George Kittle. Adam, what can you tell us? Well, Laura, moments ago, the 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan told reporters that George Kittle, the 49ers standout tight end, suffered a groin injury earlier in the week and during practice. Now, he didn't practice today with the 49ers regular season opener against the Bears ahead this Sunday, but I'm told that it is not considered a bad injury. It doesn't look like it's too discouraging right now for San Francisco, but Kittle did not practice today, and he does have a groin injury he's now nursing.
Yeah, something that uh, we'll keep an eye on for sure, but a relief that it doesn't sound too serious for a 49ers offense that has a ton of potential. We don't know exactly what they're going to look like, but we'll see very soon. Let's talk about the Cowboys and the Bucks. We go to that opening game for those two teams. Let's. Let's do it. Uh, man, do. so many great week one games. You guys, for the record, Tampa Bay, two and a half point favorites. The game's in Jerry World, and it's worth remembering how different this Bucks team looked this time last year. The Bucks benefited from the trio you just saw on the field of receivers in week one last year. Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, and Rob Gronkowski topped Tampa Bay receiving on the night, combining for over 300 yards. Mike Evans didn't even crack 30 receiving yards. They also scored all four touchdowns for the Buccaneers. Tom and Tampa Bay won that one 31 to 29 and tough thing for Tampa is they may be without all of them Sunday night. It's a different looking team. Adam, we know that Brown and Gronk aren't playing Sunday, but what is the latest on Chris Godwin's health status? Good news today, Laura, is that he went through and was listed as a full wow. participant in practice today. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to fully be out there on Sunday, and it doesn't mean we know how effective he's going to be. He's already talked this week about the fact that it's more important to be ready for the second half of the season in the first half. But the fact that he was back as a full participant today is a highly encouraging sign for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and his availability in Sunday night's opener against the Dallas Cowboys. You heard Dan say, wow. I mean, I kind of feel like wow, too, thinking about that. Key, yeah. there have been a lot of changes to both of these teams since that game last year. Which side do you think is more talented this year, the Bucks' offense or the Cowboys' defense? I think it's the Cowboys defense. I think when you look at what they have on that side of the ball with Demarcus Lawrence and you obviously you got Michael Parsons, a guy you can move around and do a lot of different things with and tricks. They bring over Anthony Barr. We know Anthony Barr has been a sack guy in this league with the Minnesota Vikings at times. It also allows guys like Trayvon Diggs to be able to play and play solid and sound and not have to worry about whether or not they're going to get to the pass rush. And we all know what Tom Brady doesn't like. He doesn't mm. like guys to mush that pocket and be in his face and around his feet. Mush. And the Dallas Cowboys certainly can do that from a defensive line standpoint. Yeah, Marcus, is that the key? I mean, we always talk about it with Brady. Just get people in his face. He doesn't like it. Obviously, the offensive line doesn't have the continuity that it's had before. How does this Cowboys defense need to slow Brady down? I'm glad you asked me because well, I have I'm some glad. things that I need the Cowboys well, great, to understand and what, they need, <laughs> what they need. Wow, to what do. a word. <laughs> Listen, this game is going to come down to defense, right? We got yeah. questions about both of these offensive lines, to be honest with you. And, and the impactful part of us seeing this game turn, like we talked about Ooh, with Ole was up front. The first thing I think you need to do is find matchups for Michael Parsons, right? Mm. You can. We've seen the Dallas Cowboys move him all around the line of scrimmage, but really interior. He's phenomenal at blitzing from depth and creating mismatches with guards. You get you create rub games with defensive tackles and things like that. So that's one thing I would do if I'm Dan Quinn. I'm sure Dan Quinn is thinking the same way because me and Dan Quinn think the same way. The second thing is, D-line, get your hands up. How many times have we heard, don't worry about the offensive line because Tom Brady is going to get rid of the ball as fast as he possibly can. This is one key element, especially on third downs, especially when you need to get off the field. Remind these D linemen to get their hands up. Y'all have heard me say this a thousand times. I think it's vitally important at times for defensive linemen to understand rush won't get there, but my hands can be an influence and impactful on the play. And third and more importantly, challenge these wide receivers at the line of scrimmage. You can't play off coverage with Mike, Mike Evans. He's too physical, too strong for you to get him on the ground. Be in the way. When Tom wants to get the quick slants off, That Godwin is his guy for that. Godwin is really the catch and run after the catch wide receiver for this football team. If he's not available, take advantage of that. Big physical wide receivers like Julio and Mike Evans, they want to get some room downfield before they get the ball used by yeah. the as, as, as positioning and catch the ball. Right, Those first, will be my three keys. First of all, like you and Dan keys. Quinn do not think the same way because you're do. thinking of a ribeye from Fleming. Can you think <laughs> about how to slow down Tom Brady? Hey, how close are you to that stake? I'm, I'm about an hour and five minutes it's away. Date you better oh, yeah, you know it. Marcus likes to date himself. All right. So I, I get it. So when you talked about exploit the matchups, because I think there's keys for Tampa Bay's offense versus Dallas defense, exploit the Micah Parsons matchup. I think Tampa needs to be ultra aggressive on first and second down because mm. I certainly do not want in game one to get into a third down pressure package. That's where I'll give you that. So I got to be ultra aggressive on first down if I'm Tampa Bay. I think the, the getting the hands up thing, I, I, if I was Tampa Bay, I'd also think that 
getting the ball out quickly on some of those early downs and mixed with those kind of being aggressive situations. My offensive line got to do an awesome job of getting getting your hands down, mm -hmm. chopping yep. your hands down because the balls come out. And then contrary, like Dallas got to tackle really good on the perimeter, Absolutely. right? Because if the ball is going to come out with the big fellas, they better yeah. tackle really well versus Julio Mike, versus yeah. Mike Evans versus Great. Russell Gage, yep. you know, so and even Fournette. And I'd say this, like you got to Dallas better handle some early down max protection shots at a Tampa Bay because there ain't no way that Tampa Bay is going to come into this game week one and say we're going to drop back and take our shots in five man protection. No mm. They'll go seven cats in there and say we're going to double move a Trayvon Diggs. I think those are paramount for, yeah. for Dallas' defense as well. You know what I'm really interested to see this whole thing about the Cowboys being underdogs and all of that. How much do they really have to prove in this game? This is a big statement moment for them. I think when all these people are doubting them, everybody's picking the Eagles in the division. Mm -hmm. What do the Cowboys bring to the table at home to open the season? All right, coming up next Raiders match up against the Chargers week one and the new LA pass rush of Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa Ooh, is already causing headaches for opponents. It's not easy. Um, you know, they're two incredible football players. This is probably one of the most talented teams we're going to play all year, if not the most talented. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We got some division rivals going at it in week one. It's really fun, actually. I mean, you think about the way the NFL sets this up, man, it just doesn't get much better. Here are a couple of the big matchups to kick it off, starting in the NFC North with the Packers and Vikings. Aaron Rodgers looking for his third straight MVP award while the Kevin O'Connell era officially begins in Minnesota. The Steelers in town to take on Joe Burrow and the runner-up Bengals. Mitch Trubisky getting the nod week one while I'll be watching that one. looks to make it four straight wins over Pittsburgh. You're watching every Oh, I'm going to watch this one. How about Mac Jones starting year two against Tyreek Hill? the Dolphins. Pats have lost three straight to Miami. Bill Belichick has never lost four straight against one team. As yep, I'm going to watch this one. Head coach. And the AFC West clash with the Raiders and the Chargers. Devontae Adams is going to be there. And then Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack ready to put pressure on O-lines everywhere. Sometimes seeing is believing. Well, believe this when it comes to how dangerous this duo has been and Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa on their own. Now they're teaming up together. Over the last five seasons, the only player that has gotten more quarterback pressure on third down than Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Well, it's that guy who put a ring on it, Aaron Donald, that you see there on the left-hand side. <laughs> Don't sing it. We'll have to pay for it. Bosa and Mack also rank top 10 in how often they're doubled on the edge in the last four seasons for NFL Next Gen Stats. Here's what new Raiders coach Josh McDaniels had to say about going against Bosa and Mack. It's not easy. Um, you know, they're two incredible football players. Um, you know, and again, I could say that about a lot of guys on their team. You know, they have a tremendous amount of talent. This is probably one of the most talented teams we're going to play all year, if not the most talented. It, there's no shortcuts around this one. We have to do a good job of, of trying to get the ball out on time when we're supposed to. They present a lot of issues offensively on their own. And so uh, seeing them on the same field obviously will, will, will be difficult. A little smile there. Are you still putting? Stop. When you watch the games, what's the one food you have to eat? Wings. Ooh. So predictable. Chips. Oh, you didn't even ask. Y'all are corny. Sorry. What about you? Um, you know what to eat. Bland chicken. No, no, no. no just no. sitting there watching the game, just munching on grilled chicken, sandwich. no spice. Sandwich. Like nice turkey sandwich. That's Man. so lame. Key, what about you? Oh, shut up. 
Uh, wings. I'm oh, not like lame. Dan. I'm not going to eat celery boring. sticks and celery sticks and yeah, cucumbers. Celery sticks, carrots, Dan, and cucumbers. how would you scheme against a defense with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack? Put your OC hat on. You got to constantly change the look and the bodies that you throw at them. I was with Gary Kubiak in Houston when we played against like Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney. That was a big talking point. So I'm talking every single play. It's well a tight end and a tackle in front of them, and then it's a tight end, a wide receiver, and then it's two tight ends, then it's a tackle and a wide receiver, and then you throw the bunch at them, and you bring the, the, the block across the line of scrimmage, kind of what we saw Kayvon Thibodeau get hurt with, you know? So you, you just give them multiple different looks that they have to constantly ask the question, is it going to be whatever? Is it going to be this? That's number one. I think the second thing is you got to change your cadence a lot if you're the, the Raiders offensively. Sometimes we go quick. Sometimes it's a heavy cadence. Sometimes it's, it's a dummy cadence. So they don't really get a beat on when's that ball going to get snapped. They're constantly trying to keep them on their heels. And the last thing, and Kubiak used to always say this to us too, is it's a little bit on Derek Carr as well. The big thing Kubes would tell us early on in those games was do not allow those guys to get going. So hmm. that means if you get the ball out of your hands a little bit bunches. sooner early on, right, yep. get it out so they, they don't start to – because what they do, and you notice, they give that team momentum. 100%. And so Derek Carr's got to take it a little bit on himself. Get the ball to your hands. Time, you, you have to do exactly what Dan is saying. I don't believe, first of all, it's a home game for the Raiders. So crowd noise won't be a problem, although they are in Los Angeles. But the Raider fans travel, and we all know what that is for the Chargers. I think when you look at it, though, when you start getting caught up in chipping and changing your protections and things of that nature, you've got to get a feel for the game. You've got to get a feel for your left tackle. You, uh, Jermaine, number 72, I can't even say his last name, or Colton Miller, the right tackle. They've got to understand that they have to protect that quarterback. And if we have to, at some point in time, start to make some adjustments in the second, third quarter halftime adjustments, that's what we're going to approach the game with. We're not going to start off the game by saying we've got to do this because you don't want Darren Waller out of the football game, out of the passing game. You don't want that security blanket gone. And that's, where the, that, and that's exactly what the Raiders have to do if they plan on pulling this, I guess you would call it, upset. Yeah, you know, when you think back to the defensive side of this and, and what Bosa and Mack bring to the table, what does it open up for the rest of the defense? Yeah. All those other guys. Yeah, you play with a lot more freedom. And obviously, J.C. Jackson not being available, the way he turns the football over, you're missing a lot without him being out there. But you think about Derwin James and the freedom that he'll have to roam and maybe play a little bit of that Troy Palomalu style of football. That's the thing that people don't talk about when it, when it was Pittsburgh. It was a high rate of pass rushing. He was able to roam a little bit. Asante Samuel Jr. coming back. Because think about this, guys. It's, other, it's matchups on that side that you can exploit now. I don't care who you have rushing the passer. You're talking you, about it, the Raiders. I'm talking about the Raiders with Devontae and Hunter Renfro. It's ways to get early access throws and get the ball out of your hand. So with both of these guys, as you focus on protection, you can't forget that we can bring more. Derwin James is going to be one of the best safety blitzers in the league. Oh, yeah. That's what he's known for. When you start talking about changing looks and moving guys around the line of scrimmage, muddying it up. Remember Brandon Staley when he came over from Los Angeles, he played a lot of his defense off of Aaron Donald. Now he got two of them. Yeah. You got two guys that he's going to use to get free access for other guys. So it'll be interesting to see how Josh McDaniels handles that when it comes to play, play calling, mm. like just yeah. how you're calling plays in, in general. So, it, man, this matchup crazy because the, the Chargers got the same dilemma with Chandler Jones right. and Max Crosby. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. so it's, 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 it's the amazing. Whole conference, the whole division does. It yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, what is the update on J.C. Jackson? Anything we should know there with his status? Well, Laura, he had stitches removed from his ankle earlier this week. So when you're getting stitches removed from your ankle, the chances are you're not going to be out there on Sunday. And the Chargers are saying it's a game-time decision. But it would be a surprise at this point if J.C. Jackson were out there. He was their big, high-priced cornerback acquisition. And it looks like they're going to have to wait a little longer for him. Plus, keep in mind, they're on a short week next week hmm. playing the Chiefs on Thursday night. So it's going to be hard for him to come back to that game as well. Meanwhile, the Las Vegas Raiders, who have been without Darren Waller, their standout tight end for much of the summer due to a hamstring injury, he's been back at practice, and it looks like right now he is on track to play Sunday against the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, that'd be a big help, too. I mean, man, this AFC West is stacked. You get a Loaded. really good taste of it right off the bat. Still to come, speaking of the AFC West, we're going to dive into that. Swagoo and Dan disagree on who's going to come out of that division, and so does Keyshawn. We got their AFC predictions coming up next. That whole side of the NFL. We'll be right back. More NFL Live on the way.
NFL Live is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and in part by Pizza Hut. No one out pizzas the Hut. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And during kickoff on Thursday night, all customers can win early. Just place a money line bet on either team, and if your team goes up seven at any point during the game, you win instantly. Download the app and use promo code NFL Live when you sign up. Hey, I might, I might do that. Young, you know, yeah, you better do it. Time now for some DraftKings Sportsbook predictions, you guys. Okay, so we did the NFC yesterday for this. Today, we're going to do the AFC. And you can see these guys' teams and their predictions. Put it up there. ASAP. I hope they I get up on the, the East screen Buffalo, here. Too. Right? South, I took, um, I took the Colts. We got the Colts. We, we got, got the Ravens. Ravens. Baltimore. The West, this is I took. Where it gets oh. funky. We'll get to that in a second. And then you see you the took wild Denver. Cards. Oh, I took Denver. You took LA. All right. So, okay. listen, tell us why Denver, but also why not Kansas uh, City for I, you? I took Denver because I believe they're the one offense in the division that could do whatever is needed given the game, both mm-hmm. willing and able to run and/or throw when they need to. The, the Chiefs, they're going to get in, they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be so reliant on their rookie class, both Carlaftis and McDuffie, to have big-time seasons. That's a lot of pressure. That's why I took the Broncos to win it. Why Chargers for you to win the AFC I just think significant upgrades. And if you look at a lot of their losses last year, you could tailor that back to decision-making that they made in in a couple of those games. Should have had the Chiefs twice. Like, let's just be honest. Should have had them twice. And then when you you look at this division and you try to find separation, I think the back end for the Los Angeles Chargers it's probably oh, the unit, secondary. the secondary. It's probably the one unit that you say they have a distinct advantage over most of everybody in that. And in that's- that. The, the Broncos in there. Don't get me wrong. The Broncos in there. But that secondary with with Derwin, yeah. Asante Samuel Jr., J.C. Jackson, bro, that, that's going to be formidable. The it's an, well, you just want everyone to agree with you. It's an interesting point, though, when you think about the offenses in that division. You've got a secondary that can make a difference. Yeah. That matters. All right, Key, who, who wins the AFC okay. West for you? You agree with these guys? What you got? <laughs> no, Marcus, first of all, Marcus talking about if and they should have did this and they should have did that. Hell, I should have won the Heisman when I was in college. There I didn't. Oh, it's the Kansas City man. Chiefs. Wow, Keith. Like, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. I How could you Chiefs. not? Bro, nobody mad at you, you for that. Stop screaming. How could you not? Because they don't have – their defense is probably third or fourth hey, in the division. Their defense been third or fourth for Listen, a while. We'll get I love it. His Heisman back. We win just giving you – Oh, man, come on. It, here's the reality. Key, the funny thing go, was – Go teach your class, hating, man. Key's a substitute teacher today, <laughs> and he really wanted the, the students to fight with him. They didn't. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And during kickoff on Thursday night, all customers can win early. Just place a money line bet on either team, and if your team goes up seven at any point during the game, you win instantly. Download the app and use promo code NFL Live when you sign up. Hey, I might, I might do that. Young, you know, yeah, you better do it. Time now for some DraftKings Sportsbook predictions, you guys. Okay, so we did the NFC yesterday for this. Today, we're going to do the AFC. And you can see these guys' teams and their predictions. Put it up there. ASAP. I hope they I get up the on the East screen Buffalo, here. Soon. Right? South, I took, um, I took the Colts. We got the Colts. We, we got, got the Ravens. Ravens. Baltimore. 
The West, this is I took. Where it gets oh. funky. We'll get to that in a second, and then you see you the took wild Denver. cards. Oh, I took Denver. You took LA. Yeah. All right. So, okay. listen. Tell us why Denver, but also why not Kansas uh, City for you? I, I took Denver because I believe they're the one offense in the division that could do whatever is needed given the game, both mm. willing and able to run and or throw when they need to. The, the Chiefs, they're going to get in. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be so reliant on their rookie class, both Karlaftis and McDuffie, to have big-time seasons. That's a lot of pressure. That's why I took the Broncos to win it. Why Chargers for you to win the AFC I just think win. significant upgrades. And if yeah. you look at a lot of their losses last year, you could tailor that back to decision-making that they made sure. in, in a couple of those games. Should have had the Chiefs twice. Let's, like, let's just be honest. Should have had them twice. And then when you look at you look at this division and you try to find separation, I think the back end for the Los Angeles Chargers hmm. is probably oh, the unit, secondary. the secondary, is probably the one unit that you say they have a distinct advantage over most of everybody in that. And the, the Broncos in there. Don't get me wrong. The Broncos in there. But that secondary with with Derwin, yeah. Asante Samuel Jr., J.C. Jackson, bro, that, that's going to be formidable. It's an, well, you just want everyone to agree with you. It's an interesting point, though, when you think about the offenses in that division. you got a secondary that can make a difference. Yeah. That matters. All right, Key, who, who wins the AFC West for you? You agree with these guys? What you got? <laughs> No, Marcus, first of all, Marcus talking about if and they should have did this and they should have did that. Hell, I should have won the Heisman when I was in college. There I didn't. Oh, it's the Kansas City man. Chiefs. Wow, Keith. Like, it's the Kansas City you Chiefs. I How could you Chiefs. not? Bro, nobody How mad could at you, you for that. Stop screaming. You How could you, How not? you not? Because they don't have – their defense is probably third or fourth hey, in the division. Their defense been third or fourth for Listen, a while. We'll get I love Reggie it. his Heisman back. We win. Just giving. you – Oh, man, come on. It, here's the reality. Key, the funny thing go, was – Go teach your class, hating, man. Key, Key's a substitute teacher today, <laughs> and he really wanted the, the students to fight with him. They didn't. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> DraftKings so. Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And during kickoff on Thursday night, all customers can win early. Just place a money line bet on either team, and if your team goes up seven at any point during the game, you win instantly. Download the app and use promo code NFL Live when you sign up. Hey, I, might, I might do that. Young, you yeah, you better do it. Get Time that. now for some DraftKings Sportsbook predictions, you guys. Okay, so we did the NFC yesterday for this. Today, we're going to do the AFC. And you can see these guys' teams and their predictions. Put it up there. ASAP. I hope they I get up the on the East screen Buffalo, here soon. right? South, I took, um, I took the Colts. We got the Colts. We, we got, got the Ravens. Ravens. Baltimore. The West, this is I took, where it gets oh. funky. We'll get to that in a second, and then you see you the took wild Denver. cards. Oh, I took Denver. You took L.A. Yeah. All right, so okay. listen. Tell us why Denver, but also why not Kansas uh, City for I, you? I took Denver because I believe they're the one offense in the division that could do whatever is needed given the game, both hmm. willing and able to run and or throw when they need to. The, the Chiefs, they're going to get in. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be so reliant on their rookie class, both Karlaftis and McDuffie, to have big-time seasons. That's a lot of pressure. That's why I took the Broncos to win it. Why Chargers for you to win the AFC I just win? think significant upgrades. And if yeah. you look at a lot of their losses last year, you could tailor that back to decision-making that they made sure. in, in a couple of those games. Should have had the Chiefs twice. Let's, like, let's just be honest. Should have had them twice. And then when you look at you look at this division and you try to find separation, I think the back end for the Los Angeles Chargers hmm. is probably oh, the unit. Secondary. The secondary is probably the one unit that you say they have a distinct advantage over most of everybody in that. And the, the Broncos in there. Don't get me wrong. The Broncos in there. But that secondary with with Derwin, yeah. Asante Samuel Jr., J.C. Jackson, bro, that, that's going to be formidable. It's an, well, you just want everyone to agree with you. It's an interesting point, though, when you think about the offenses in that division. you got a secondary that can make a difference. Yeah. That matters. All right, Key, who, who wins the AFC West for you? You agree with these guys? What you got? No, Marcus, first of all, Marcus talking about if and they should have did this and they should have did that. Hell, I should have won the Heisman when I was in college. There I didn't. Oh, it's the Kansas City man. Chiefs. Wow, Keith. Like, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. I don't How hate could the you Chiefs. not? Bro, nobody How mad could at you, you for that. Stop screaming. You How could you, you not? Because they don't have – their defense is probably third or fourth hey, in the division. Their defense been third or fourth for Listen, a while. We'll get Reggie his Heisman back. We win just giving you – Oh, man, come on. It, here's the reality. Key, the funny thing go, was – Go teach your class, hating, man. Key, Key's a substitute teacher today, and he really wanted <laughs> the, the students to fight with him. They didn't. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>